his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Christmas album. I don't think it was as popular, but another great Christmas classic from Mariah Carey. It is Joe Beamer. It is Friday, the final hour of the Friday show. I hope you are all having a great end to the week or maybe beginning of the weekend for some of you who are taking the rest of those vacation days and want a few long weekends to end the year 2019. Talking impeachment Where do you stand on the impeachment right now Uh, for our friends left of the aisle? Do you understand how we might have a few questions? You've been calling for impeachment since day since before day one of this presidency. So, of course, Republicans are questioning questioning the legitimacy of this impeachment. Also, articles now being held up. Nancy Pelosi, not quick to get those articles to Senate. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is refusing to send articles of impeachment over to the Senate until Majority Leader Mitch McConnell reveals what the president's trial will look like. When we see what they have, we'll know who and how many we will send over. Democrats have been pushing to hear from witnesses as part of President Trump's Senate trial. Republicans have already rejected that request. Speaker Pelosi hopes threatening to delay Trump's trial will give her leverage. Inez de la Guterra, ABC News in Washington. Interesting. Also, political fatigue. Have you hit it? Are you tired of politics? I'll tell you. I can talk about it all day. Like Dan uh, like Dan said, I I'll tune in to stay informed so I know what's going on, so I can have an opinion to share with you. Um, but I need to turn it off every now and then. You know, last night as brutal as that Sabres game was, It was a nice break from politics. It was a great break from politics. The UB game this afternoon, the Bills tomorrow, the Sabres tomorrow afternoon, bowl season, which kicks off at 2 o'clock with the UB Bulls. They are kicking off the bowl season. Uh, I'll tell you, it's going to be a nice break from nonstop politics. And I hope my social media can follow along, but... I wouldn't put money on it. Let's go to Chris and Clarence. Chris, good morning. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm doing well, Chris. 
I, I want to go back to the beginning, not not Adam and Eve beginning, but let's let's go back to the dossier that our FBI are uh, under the Obama administration. I will stress the FBI, the DOJ, CIA, NSA, all these agencies like that Clapper led, Brennan led, uh, Loretta Lynch, Eric Holder, President Obama himself, all the James Comey for the FBI, all these people that used a false document to spy on President Trump's campaign and never informed the campaign about it. And then when they did know that that information was false, they continued to use it to get FISA warrants to continue spying. They even did it after his inauguration, they considered, continued to spy. They used that as a springboard to make the Mueller investigation start. So they knew the Mueller investigation right from the beginning was just a false flag. They they knew that that was it was totally fake because the dossier was fake. It's like when Mueller walked into the office and said, boy, show me what you got on Trump. They open the folder and there's nothing there. Yet Mueller continues for two and a half or two years, whatever it was. And then he comes up empty. They turned over every stone they could on President Trump. I mean, my gosh, the guy's, the guy's cleaner than me. I've had parking tickets. They couldn't even come up with a parking ticket on the guy, apparently, or a speeding ticket, you know? And, and then someone called in earlier. I don't know his name, and I'm not worried about it. He, he mentioned under the Mueller investigation that they, Mueller said that, yes, the president can still be charged with a crime when he leaves office. Well, sure. I could be charged with a crime four years from now. That doesn't mean I committed one. They could charge me with robbing the bank, even though I didn't. Mueller never said he committed a crime. Anybody could say you could be charged with a crime when you leave political office. So could Biden. So could Hillary. So could anybody. So could Cuomo. Let's hope so on Cuomo. But anyway, that's besides the point. And, and, and Mueller also said that it was up to Congress to look at the at, it was he was just doing the reporting. It's for Congress to decide. Well, my gosh, I think they've had a, they've had they've never even looked at the Mueller report or brought anything up in the current Congress because they know there was nothing there. And if the president could be charged with a crime when he's not in office, he could have been charged with a crime when he is in office. And as far as obstruction of justice goes, if people were to really read the report, some of the footnotes in that report refer to news articles. My gosh, the the FBI told Yahoo what was going on. Yahoo reports it. And then the FBI uses that that Yahoo article as confirmation of what they told Yahoo. So they use that as confirmation to, to the FISA courts. There was no obstruction of justice. If there was obstruction of justice, why didn't Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats in the House charge Trump with that based on the Mueller report? Because there wasn't any. And now we can get kind of to the current day of him obstructing Congress. What about when President Obama, who, who denied Congress any, any paperwork or denied Congress to allow any of his people to speak to Congress, with respect to Fast and Furious, especially Eric Holder. He wouldn't allow Eric Holder to, to uh, testify in front of Congress. 
Obama told Congress to go punt. And the reason you can do that, it's called the three different branches of government. It's a separation of the branches. The executive branch, it's called executive privilege. They've been able to do this for a century or two. And many presidents have done it. They use it all the time, just like Obama did. You know, it, it, it just never seems to end. Why don't people get this stuff through their head? I, I don't know what else to say, but, you know, they just don't get it. Well, Chris, uh, I got nothing to add to that, uh, and I, except for except for this. Chris said, and Chris, I'll let you go. You have a great holiday, okay? Wait, one more, one moment, oh. if I could. Yeah, Chris, go ahead. One last thought, and then I'll hang up and listen to you. Uh, and by the way, I love your show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, the, the, you, you said you made a statement earlier. You know, is this the Democrats just paying back for uh, the impeachment of Bill Clinton? Yeah, maybe so. Some of them probably are in their minds thinking this is payback for that. You know, but I think it's mainly the media, and it's been mentioned so many times, they have brought up President Nixon in in this whole last year and a half or so. You know, this is their Nixon moment, they're saying. And I, I'm going to say to all you liberal Democrats out there, no, your, your Nixon moment happened during the Obama administration. Obama administration spied and broke into a, a, a political opponent's campaign. Uh, Trump never did that. So when they want their Nixon moment, they've had it. They're the ones that committed it, and they've lived through it for eight years. They just can't bring themselves to see that. And uh, that's it, Joe. Hey, Chris, thanks for the call. Have a great weekend. Chris said there was no obstruction, and Chris is right. And you don't have to look that far. You have to just go to Robert Mueller himself saying that that investigation was not obstructed. So to this day, to this day, they are still playing that that Russian investigation was actually legitimate. But this is what this is what Robert Mueller himself said when he was questioned on it. The investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired with the Russian government in its election interference activities. At any time of the investigation, was your investigation curtailed or, curtailed or stopped or hindered? Uh, no. Into the charge right there. Into the charge. The guy running the investigation said it was not obstructed. More after this. Your Christmas music bumps are awful. Can't you play some classics? Not that garbage. I thought I played a nice variety of Christmas music. We had uh, we had some trap Christmas music. We had what I would call a classic and then we had a, a newer Mariah Carey bump. But you know what? You don't have to worry because it's Friday. So the 1130 bump is already decided. And it's not a Christmas bump. So you know what? No more trash Christmas bumps from me until Sunday. Which, by the way, Hardline, Sunday, 10 to 12. Myself, Brenda Alacy. First hour, Carl Calabrese. Second hour, Kevin Hardwick. Yes, we went, we went far for our guests this week. But very happy to have both of those guys on this weekend to talk impeachment from both angles, from Carl on the right and from Kevin, who has now moved over to the left. 803-0930, star 930, where do you stand on impeachment? I'm also asking about political fatigue, but so far I'm being made to feel bad 
that I have political fatigue. Let's go to Steve in Lockport. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Joe. So glad to uh, be calling your show. Thank you, Steve. I'm 46 years old, and I've never called the show before, so I might be a little nervous, but uh, bear with me. I wanted to cover a couple quick things. All right, sounds good. Uh, kudos to you for VT Nation, what happened last night. Uh, I don't know if it made your airs this morning, but being, uh, what was it, Miss America? That's right. All right. So I must say, whenever I hear anything of Virginia Tech, I think of you and Bruce Smith. Uh, all right. Well, you know, two, uh, one great from Virginia Tech, and then myself, who just roots for Virginia Tech. Exactly. All right, buddy. So uh, real quick, uh, uh, a couple things. The impeachment. I'm not concerned whatsoever for what they're uh, impeaching him for. Um, I really think this is truly uh, rather insignificant for what they're going after. Of course, I'm a huge Trump guy. Uh, been raised in Clarence, and my brother and older brother and dad raised me that way. So I'm a true, you know, conservative. But anyway, uh, yeah, I was more concerned, frankly, with the whole uh, Stormy going down that road. Because, hey, he's got a wife, he's got a family. I was more worried about them going after him in that world than what they're going after him for this. So I think uh, once it gets to the Senate, it's a dumb deal. And uh, I think he'll, our, uh, Pelosi's kind of keeping it hanging out there because she just wants to drag it out. Yeah, Steve, do you think it's going to get to Senate? I mean, I think now that's a legitimate question before election. Do they just hang on to this, or will they actually pass it over? They will pass it over. They're going to have to because it's going to become more pressure from everyone that they that then it's really become, yeah, they got to get it over the Senate. There's just no way they can't. It's just that she, she can keep it going for a long period of time, maybe even late spring or whatnot, and keep uh, getting the informed voters out there just thinking that he's done and over with, and then they can use it as their leverage. But as far as the Democrats go, uh, it's all a bunch of empty suits that uh, show up on stage and promise the world everything. And they really know deep down that they're not going to be able to get any of those things that they try to promote. Maybe someday, but I don't think uh, with our world today, I don't think they're going to get free health care for all, at least at this point in time, and and so on and so forth. As far as uh, fatigue, I've been raised in politics my whole life. Um, And it did get to the point back in uh, the Obama election that I got so worked up. My little kids even were like, Dad, you're you're out of control. And I actually got uh, colitis uh, the night of the Obama election on November 4th. I literally got sick that night and it took quite a few months to get me back on track to a healthy heading in the right direction. And I got, and I know I can relate at least part of it had to do with getting so worked up over everything. And so looking back after those eight years and so on, we're, we're still breathing. We're still a free country. Uh, we do see things that scare us, but we're still uh, the the world's not coming to an end. And uh, and uh, so basically, and four, uh, three years ago, I got very sick again. It flared up in my life because I was so keyed up about the uh, Hillary Trump election. So oh, probably thinking that Hillary was going to win because you were told that for an entire year. Exactly, and I and I do. That's the thing. I do listen to, you know politics a little too much. I do watch like MSNBC Morning Joe sometimes because I like to see the other side. Oh, and And, Steve, as I always say, uh, when I get home, most afternoons I watch John King Inside Politics 
and you want to get worked up, I only watch it for a half hour, and I have to I have to go turn on SpongeBob just to just to simmer down a little bit. That's just it, you know. So I yeah, I got to watch my uh, girly shows and my wife and so on, uh, the Hallmark and and all that fun stuff just to get my nerves calmed down. But uh, um, but yeah, I was even I, I you talked about this this morning and it, it grabbed my attention was I was just chatting with my wife this morning about politics uh, being discussed at uh, coming up with Christmas and holidays and all. And, I told her, I said, you know, I enjoy hearing the other side. I really appreciate somebody's opinion. If they're talking to me, even if they're far left and they have an opinion, I'm not the type that is going to get all worked up and argumental. And, and I'm going to listen to them and hear them out. And I may not agree, but I'm, I'm going to, you know, stay friends. Exactly. You know, it's funny. Frank and I had that conversation off the air uh, about friends we've lost just because of political opinions. And, and it's funny. They had no problem being friends during the Obama administration. And yes, we had our, our differences, but I have three friends and I'm not talking Facebook friends, you know, Facebook friends are Facebook friends, but three friends that I've known since high school who have not talked to me since Election Day 2016 because of the election. I, I can believe it. And it's just that's just awful. That's just I'm sorry, but that's going way, way, way too far. I agree, Steve. Hey, we're up against Newsman. And for the first time calling into a radio station, great call. I hope you call in again. Thanks, buddy. What Thank, a pleasure. Thanks, Steve. Stephen Lockport opens up a line for you, 803-0930. We have to head to a break. When we come back, we will go right through the calls, I promise. Before we get to that news break, though, on the text board, the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, although we love Joe, your taste in Christmas music is an insult to traditional beautiful Christmas music. All right. Well, guess what? It is Frank and I on Monday. So you text 3930 what traditional Christmas songs you want to hear as bumps on Monday. And I will play the ones that get the most texts on Monday. All right. You won't hear my stuff on Monday. You'll hear what you want. So text me your favorite traditional Christmas songs and the ones that appear the most times, I will write down, that will be our bumps on Monday. I'll let you pick them. Maybe I'll get you a little more into the Christmas spirit. All right. I've talked over the 30 break again now for the third straight time. So now we'll go to Tom with news.
here we go. Friday on News Radio 930 WBEN. Now, before we get back to calls, I have to say, obviously in studio and in the control room, we have the prices right on. And I played those clips at the beginning of the show of the young lady who went $2 over to lose the showcase to a guy who was $5,000 under, and then of the double 10,000 Plinko winner. On one of those tweets where I got the videos from, someone said, Plinko isn't even top five. The Yodeler is the best game. So, of course, Frank and I had this conversation off the air. The Yodeler is not even a top five. When you're talking prices right games, you've got Plinko is number one. That is number one, no debate in my, in my opinion. Number two is that's too much. Number three is the game where they roll the dice and it's either over or under or you roll the correct number. Number four, the golf game. Number five, what was number five? I think you did the, uh, the shopping game. Yeah. Was it the shop? No, Lucky Sevens. Lucky Sevens. Lucky Sevens where you have to have a dollar left. The yodeler, that's not even top five. So that person, just completely irrelevant now on Twitter. You have one bad tweet, I mark you off. Yeah, come on. If, if you think the yodeler's better than Plinko, you got to find a new game show to watch. All right. There. There's my non-political rant on uh, The Price is Right. Also, PB2, my go-to peanut butter, you mix it in with water, it's got half the calories, 90% of the fat. Well, it's on the shelf at Tops as discontinued. I hope that is wrong. But if anyone knows if that's true or not, please let me know. Because if it is, I'm going to stock up. If they've gotten rid of PB2, that just ruins my peanut butter game, let me tell you. 803-0930, star 930. Impeachment, where do you stand Are you still following it as closely, or have you hit that political fatigue? Are you just, you need to step away? You're like me when I watch uh, Inside Politics with John King. You got to flip on uh, SpongeBob for a half hour to calm down. 803-0930, star 930. We're going to take these in order. Let's go to Alex in St. Catharines. Alex, good morning. Hey there. You know, uh, the question you asked uh, about fatigue, I think the thing that has started to get on my nerves is the level of absolute ignorance that's posturing as intelligent opinion. And I've heard it on your show, not from you, but from some of your callers. And uh, I, I know you probably don't like uh, people calling in attacking callers, so I'll be, I'll be as respectful as I can. But the people that drive me up the bend the most are these so-called conservatives. You had one guy call in earlier today posing as a conservative, all concerned about how Trump has got a really bad character. And then he uses as, uh, as his ammunition these patently false uh, arguments to, to bolster his, his, his argument that Trump should be impeached. And I see this from a lot of these so-called, and I use the quote-unquote principled conservatives, because really, in the in point of fact, there's nothing principled about people who use fallacious arguments 
to uh, justify their actual hatred for the man, because that's what's motivating them holding on to this idea that he should be impeached, even though they're conservatives. And uh, I, I just that's the thing that drives me. I expect the left to be ignorant. I expect the left to use fallacious argument. I expect the left to use ad hominem attacks. I expect the left to be liars and irrational. That's what I expect of them. But when you hear these so-called conservatives come out, these uh, anti-Trump conservatives, uh, use the same arguments that the Democrats use and then insist that they're conservatives, I, I have to ask myself, on uh, what planet are these people living on? Yeah, You know, it, it's funny you say that, Alex, because you, you think – when I think of Trump-hating conservatives, I immediately go to Bill Kristol of National Review – and he, here's a guy who claims, you know, he's a conservative, he hates Trump, uh, but, and now he's on every CNN panel, every MSNBC panel. He, he, I don't think he, they see, he sees they're using him because now they can say, oh, we've got a Republican. He just doesn't like Trump. Yes, but on the other hand, he's probably using them because at the end of the day, what he's interested in is not truth. He's interested in his own notoriety and pocketbook. He probably is getting paid. Oh, for sure. Undent. And that's what, and you know, nobody else is interested in what he has to say, except for these lying, deceiving, hatred uh, media people type who want him because they want to use the, as you point out, they want to use the ticket that he's a Republican. But we all know that the guy is, he's, he's a sham. You had a caller call in earlier today and he used, he, he, he spoke to the issue of, Christianity Today, and, it, and he referenced Billy Graham's name. And this just tells me the level of ignorance of the so-called principal concern, because if he had done any homework, he'd realize that Franklin Graham has come out to denounce Christianity Today. He's pointed out in his, uh, in his denouncement that Christianity has become a very left-wing uh, evangelical leaders' paper. Which, you know, in evangelicalism, you have your right, you have your middle of the road, and you have so do you have these people that are all into social justice, just like in the Catholic tradition, and they're the furthest thing from genuine evangelicals. What they've done is they've taken their political worldview and baptized it with evangelical language. So anybody who's discerning knows they're not really evangelical. And the editor of Christianity Today, in fact, he, he leveled a very similar argument as these never-Trumpers, claiming that Trump is unbefitting the office, his character— and then he made the claim that, you know, this whole thing with uh, the Ukraine is evidence of the fact that he's abused his position because we all know that he was trying to leverage his office to get dirt on Biden. Well, the reality is anybody who knows anything knows that, first of all, that phone call, there was nothing illegal about the phone call. There's nothing inappropriate about whether we want to be armchair quarterbacks after the fact to say, you know, maybe it wasn't wise is irrelevant. He didn't do anything wrong. There's no evidence of evil doing. And then so then he goes into the argument of, well, obstruction of Congress. Why didn't he let these guys come and speak and testify? Because any right-thinking person knows that entire procedure was such a sham to even, even give it the benefit of sending your witnesses to a sham hearing would, would be to dignify garbage, would be to dignify crap. I mean, I just, I just, that's what I get frustrated with. I get frustrated with these so-called principled conservatives that leverage, that use these arguments that everybody who's thinking knows are fallacious. And uh, Alex, that's, that's my piece. 
Alex, good call, man. I can't add anything to it. You covered it. Thanks for the call, Alex in St. Catharines. And to add to what Alex was saying, Franklin Graham did tweet out, I hadn't shared who my father voted for in 2016, but because of CT Magazine's article, I felt it necessary to share now. My father knew real Donald Trump, believed in him, and voted for him. He believed Donald J. Trump was the man for this hour in history for our nation. So that is what Alex is talking about. 803-0930, star 930. We have one segment left. Frank, before we hit that break, someone did text in a few games I forgot that I think also might go above the Yodler game. We have the punch game. I do like that one. That's the one where you have to guess so many prizes correctly to get so many uh, punches. And then you could have, you know, $50, $100, and you either throw that card away or take the money on the card. The range game and safe cracker. Yeah, those are all. The safe cracker is my favorite. That's the one where you have to put the numbers combined from, again, three prizes. Take which number you think is in the safe. All right. Enough about the prices, right? When we come back, we will take your calls, clear the board to end the show here on WBEN. Hey, get Buffalo's best prime steaks and fresh seafood at Buffalo Chop House. It's all half off with a $50 gift card for just $25. That's a 50% savings at Buffalo Chop House only from Get My Perks. Details at GetMyPerks.com. Remember, the perks to living in Western New York are just a few clicks away at GetMyPerks.com. It's Joe Beamer. It's Friday. Let's clear out these calls here on WBEN Talking Impeachment. Let's go to Tom in Hamburg. Tom, good morning. Yeah, hi, how are you? Uh, you had a caller, uh, I'll be quick. You had a caller a few callers ago, Chris, I believe, and he uh, he described uh, executive privilege very well. And that uh, is probably meant for your caller from West Seneca, who didn't seem to have a grasp on it at all. And I understand that you're playing, I see you, I hear you playing that clip from the debate where Budazeg says, try being a gay dude from Illinois and Mike Spence, or Mike Spence in Indiana. You play that for some reason, don't know why, but what does... Actually, that was played at our top of the hour news, just to summarize the debate. Yeah, okay, but I, I'm not politically correct. But I, I won't do anything to hurt your station. But what offended me is when Budazeg, uh kissed his husband on the lips after the show. Um, perhaps I'm not ready for that, and I don't think my generation is. But I found that offensive, and I think he's laughing at it. He wants to see how far he can push it. I think him and his uh, husband, or whatever he is, I think he's the wife. But uh, they're laughing at it. And let's see how far we can. All right, Tom and Hamburg. All right. I understand some people have their their beliefs, all right? Their, uh, but it is 2019, okay? You might disagree with it, but it is legal. You can marry. If you're a man, you can marry a man. You're a woman, marry a woman. Here's my thought on it, and it's not something I like to talk about much on the air. But, you know, you only get to live once, right? There's a lot of things I do in my personal life. I don't think a lot of people would approve of, but I still get to do them, right? If, if that's, you, you, you get one life on this earth. If that's what makes you happy, you know, go and do it. Pete Buttigieg, 
He, he and his husband are happy together. I don't think that's something we need to use to attack someone running for president. We can attack their policies. We can attack what they've done in government. But let's not attack the fact that they're married to a guy. That's what makes him happy. All right? We can all just it, – it's almost 2020. Okay? And I, I've always said this. You know, fiscally, I'm a very conservative person. If you listen to this show, you know where I stand fiscally. Socially, hey – you get one life and let people do what they want to do. Let people live the, their life the way they want to live it. All right. Believe what you want to believe. And that's fine. All right. If you're not practicing it, what makes it wrong? So I'm all for, I'm all for, you know, going after the policies of the people running on the left of the candidates on the left. But if your attack is, Oh, he was making out with his husband on stage. Come on. That has nothing to do with, how, what kind of president he would be. So that's what I want to say about that. Let's finish on a, on a lighter note. Let's step away from politics for four minutes. You know, back in um, the late 90s, you know how I knew it would be Christmas time? How I knew Christmas was right around the corner? No, it wasn't looking at a calendar. It was hearing these commercials start right up before Christmas. Or before Thanksgiving. Presenting a way to make life a lot simpler. The Clapper. Turn on a light as you enter the room. Clap on. Turn off the TV without getting up. Clap off. Turn on the music. Just about anything. Simple. The Clapper. Turns things on and turns things off from anywhere in the room. The Clapper's easy to use. Plug into the wall. Insert the plug from your TV, stereo, just about anything. Then, tune to your room. The Clapper is perfect for hard-to-reach places and makes a great gift. Simple. Clap on, clap off, clap on, clap off, the Clapper. Give it a big hand. Is that still around? Do they still have the Clapper around holidays? I mean, now you can just tell Alexa to turn your light off. Right? But I remember those commercials, it would be every stop set when I was a kid. I wanted, I wanted a clapper so bad. Never got one. There was never one in my stocking. But if they're still around, would that be better than telling Alexa to turn off your lights or Google to turn off your lights? Let's see. Which is easier? Alexa, turn off the lights. Or I, I still, I'd still go with the clapper. And... It has that security function on it. If you switch it to any noise, if someone tries to break into your house, all the lights turn on. So I don't know if they still sell the clapper, but I remember those commercials kicked off the holiday season, at least in the late 90s. It would be that, and then what would come on right after the clapper commercial? Oh, you remember these. You might even have one. There's a new pet. Chia. Chia pet. The pottery that grows. It's fun and easy. Soak your chia, spread the seeds, keep it watered, and watch it grow. Grow a collection of fun with chia pet puppies, kittens, turtles, bunnies, plus the new chia frogs, pigs, hippos, and chia trees. Ask for it by name. Chia. The pottery that grows. The Chia Pet is available at Taylor, Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Cox Drugs. Makes a great gift. Do they still have Chia Pets? 
I remember those commercials, it would be, it was the same voice, I think. It would, it would be the clapper, and it was, it was the same, because you can now look on YouTube and see commercials from the late 80s. The commercials in the late 90s had the same clips, but they would, like, add in one newer one, but it would always end with the older lady turning her lights off, and the TV was from, you know, 1979, and they were still using that clip in 1999. But those commercials, and they run back-to-back, that would kick off the holiday season. That's when young seven-year-old Joe Beamer knew, oh, Thanksgiving's right around the corner, and then Christmas, all because the clapper's starting to get sold again. All right, well, hey, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Looking forward to talking with you Sunday, 10 to 12. Myself, Brenda Alacy, Carl Calabrese, Kevin Hardwick. We should have a great show about impeachment. And then I will be back here Monday morning, 9 to noon. Always, always a pleasure to share the airwaves with you. Have a great weekend. Go Bills. Go Bulls. We'll talk on Sunday. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for every. 